Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good morning and happy Monday, November 14, 2022. Uh, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, welcome to Elijah Streams. I'm your host, Steve Schultz, um, founder along with my wife, Doreen, of both the Elijah List right here. Uh, which is what, what the printed version of uh, Elijah started off with in 1997. And now here we are with the video version, which is really the premier uh, thing that we're doing these days. I mean, they're both coexisting, but when the show is done, we then send out to your inbox the show. And on days like today where we have important notes that are attached, then those notes will go out with the show. You can only get those. If you're already subscribed, you can't subscribe later and ask for them. you got to already subscribe and get those notes at Elijah's.com. So if you want today's show notes from Johnny, subscribe to Elijah's.com right now while the broadcast is coming in. That should work. So, all right, uh, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about this again, but there will be two shows today with Johnny and though. There's the show you're about to watch, and then at 3 o'clock Pacific time, which is 6 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have Johnny uh, Enlo on with another surprise guest that he will talk about in just a minute. So, all right, we have talked about hiring a web developer. Uh, we have many, many tasks for this web developer to do. So the web developer says, we are looking for a qualified web developer to maintain and redesign our website. We are entertaining switching from an aging custom code base to a content management system. One of the first tasks this position takes on would be accomplishing that switch while retaining and migrating all of our historical archives. The ideal candidate for this job will have an analytical mindset and a keen eye for detail and have the following experiences and skills. And here we go. Perform coding, debugging, testing, and troubleshooting throughout the development process to improve or correct site functionality. Strong communication and problem-solving skills are a must. Monitor potential risk and opportunities of emerging technologies and seeks areas for continuous improvement. Occasionally work with End users to resolve problems in the overall site infrastructure, the ability to understand design requirements and translate them into technical requirements, knowledge about web performance and, and page speed, uh, page speed improvements. And you see the skills that set we're looking for, HTML, PHP, CSS, MySQL, and React. I don't know how to pronounce it. ReactJS is a plus. To apply, click the button below or send an email to careers at ElijahStreams.com. So uh, we do need this person sort of yesterday. We're growing and we need that help in that area. So if you are someone or know someone that is that person, I don't, they're not telling me that we require this person to be local. They may be able to be, you know, put you know, in the, on the Western part of the United States tends to be preferred because it's our timeline, but that's probably not even required to apply. Send an email to careers at ElijahStreams.com. Attach your resume, cover letter, and examples of your work. And I always say, when I've ever processed resumes or sent them in myself, I always included a photo. I think that's that helps us to know, to see who we're talking to. Um, it's not required, but I personally think a, a photo will give you a leg up because we can see the look at your eyes, you know, that kind of thing. But again, it's not required. You won't be aced out if you don't put a photo in. I just like it myself. So, All right, now we have an American Warriors episode to premiere, so let me read that to you. Uh, today's copy, oh, I'm not supposed to read that part. <laughs> I'm acting like Biden now. Leave the podium now. 
<laughs> All right, here we go. U.S. Air Force Major Hayden Gator Fulham is currently the commander and pilot of the Air Force A-10 demonstration team, but there's much more to this story than just flying air shows. He earned his pilot skills by flying combat missions against ISIS in Iraq and Syria and the Taliban in Afghanistan. When ground forces were in trouble, Gator came in hot to make sure the helicopters and ground forces were safe. So here's a part of that story. We're supporting some folks just north of Kandahar, supporting a team from the 2nd Ranger Battalion, and they're going to be clearing through this village. And then early on in the sortie, they, uh, they no joke, start taking fire from this big tree line. A barricaded shooter that just shot an RPG at him. So now my whole job in life is like, now we need to keep the helicopter safe. That's all I'm worried about now. Okay, do you see the building due south of the smoke? About 100 meters. That is our target. They get to it, get to a landing zone, and then as the team basically gets outside of that danger close range from the target, we're able to employ on the building. Hog zero one is in hot. Wow, wow, wow. I can't even imagine the responsibility that these guys have. Incredible, incredible. All right, I think that's it. So without any further delay, let's bring in Johnny Endo Unfiltered. Here we go. 49 hours, declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Wow, Johnny, these are profound times, huh? Oh my goodness, amazing times. Yeah, you know that that American Warriors thing that we just ran, seeing them, you know, target the enemy and be targeted. It's quite a prophetic picture. I mean, it just struck me this morning about man, that's kind of where we are, except we're in the we're in the spiritual side of it rather than the physical. But Hey, Johnny, talk to the people about the surprise guest this afternoon because you're going to do a show today and then we're going to do another one at 3 p.m. Pacific today. So it's a double header. So talk about what's coming. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's going to be something really enjoyable, insightful for many. And he just goes by the name S.G. Anon. And so he's a digital warrior, digital soldier. And he's in the last bit. I don't know what it is, a month or so. He's particularly gained a lot of uh, following credibility in, we'll say, in the Patriot community. Yeah. And of course, we won't be able to uh, show him, know who he actually is. But he's just, uh, he's clearly very connected and he's very credible and he speaks in a very level headed way, but he's very aware of, we'll say, the plan. And, and, and so the insight he gives us is, is very valuable. And so I just think it's um, it, it will be something that the listeners will their own truth teller will tell them yeah. that they are they are connecting to something important. And are we good to say to remind people that an anon and this is kind of a movement of the anons, if you will, where they, they get their own handle. So he calls himself ST anon. These are the people that will that have knowledge, some of them more knowledge than others. This ST is kind of like that. He's he's an inside man. We don't know his full name, but um, they will come along and and anonymously interpret what Q, what the Q drops are saying. Is I, You're better at describing that to me than me. Well, 
It is. And, and there's been a bunch of anonymous and that but the terminology that made it into the media. They're like QAnon conspiracy. Uh, QAnon is not a person. It's the Anons are those who uh, interpret, read, decipher what has been coming from the Q drops. And Q drops, a Q drop is something that is re released originally on back channels and that now makes it more uh, in, in all channels. Yeah. And um, it has gone under conspiracy theory, but it's it's about conspiracy. All right. But uh, it's conspiracy proof after conspiracy proof. Even from the beginning, it was conspiracy proof after conspiracy proof, as it would show links and videos and and encourage people to do the researching themselves. And so what what, what we want to highlight Sgnon is is the fact that he doesn't show his name or give you really a way to uh, I don't know if you'll give some way of interacting with him but you know there are some concern there's concern by some will say that uh that some of the patriot community has become the pay pay triot uh community they do things uh, for the money and on the one hand if we give them a break that they do have to pay bills for things they are doing uh there are some that um definitely the way they post everything is you know this is huge and and so there is a lot of um you know, more than eloquent wording for things they're doing and doesn't always pay pay off what they're saying. And so you you find Sgnon to be very level headed. He's clearly not doing anything for advancing his name or for receiving money on either one of those. And that yeah, kind of good. in itself uh, gives you, um, you know, kind of clears clears the field and it reduces to very, 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 very few. Uh, those that are willing to do so and to pay yeah. the price for it. So it adds to his credibility. Yeah. So um, on the Anons, on uh, the Q, I, I told people a number of months ago, I had a young um, female in this case, ha it was a young, one of our younger writers with Elijah's when she found out uh, we were, she decided we were following Q, which at the time I wasn't following Q at all. Yeah. She says, I've just learned you following Q. I want off. I don't. And so I want, I took her completely off. I just deleted her stuff. She wanted nothing to do with us. But Q, that was, that was seen by some people to be a conspiracy uh, theory thing, is not, is, I'm going to have you describe one more time what Q is. But before I do that, let's clarify to people we call that section to this afternoon prophets and patriots. The prophet side is Johnny or Johnny and me. The Patriot side is this guy. So we are not, when we blend the two, we're going to tell you that, that too. When Johnny has the revelation for you, he's not getting it from an Anon. He's getting it from the Lord. And if it's different than that, he'll tell you at the time. Is that fair to say it like that? Yeah, it is. And it, it makes it a very unique time that there is a lot of information that comes that way. Yeah. And I try to make it very clear when I'm talking what part I'm getting from, uh, we'll call it Intel sources, and what part is just what the Lord, the Lord is saying. But um, in, in brief, you know, Q is a communication that is coming from a military intelligence source. These are those that are involved in the rescue operation for our nation. As the way I was connected was in, I think, July 2017, maybe 2018. I think it was about a year after they were around is my prophetic words kept having overlap and i didn't know about it people kept telling me oh you must know about q 
and they kept saying Q, and, and I kept having this thought, the only Q I knew was the Gospel of Q, and this old book from, uh, you know, the, the, old, the ancient writings around Jesus' time that functioned as one of the scriptures for a while. And so I was like, no, no, no. I said, I don't know what kind of accidental overlap there is there. This is just stuff the Lord has shown me. So finally somebody sent it to me, so I had an idea what they were talking. And so that has, um, that you know, that was that was considered highly unpopular a conspiracy theory you should mm. know what are christians and people doing following this far right wing conspiracy theory and president trump this year himself has several times validated in uh, fairly direct fairly direct ways that there is a connection between yeah. him and them that had already been made before the bottom line if you've been following it for a while four or five years of what they call the Q drops available, these, these downloads, these, um, you know, postings that are released in different ways. It has just been proven right time after time after time. Yeah. After time. And, um, and so I don't know if that's good enough. That's really good. That's good. Well, it's, it's good to educate the people. I'm much more educated than a few months ago, which is much yeah. more educated than a year ago. And it's like Q has been being used by both the deep state and the good guys. Some people will tell you that if you look, see John F. Kennedy's uh, grave from the air, it's a circle around it with the, the slash in, it in the form of the sidewalk that goes into it was intentionally made to make a Q. Uh, I assume you've seen that, Johnny. And so... These, so the deep state and the good guys are, are sending messages. This has been going on for a lot, lots uh, longer than a couple of years as well. Well, and it's worth pointing that out right up front that that's what makes this whole thing so in some ways confusing is because you have um, there's messaging that is being done by both sides. Yeah. And, and there's messaging that intentionally even steals from good Christian uh, biblical examples, numbers, names that the deep state uses. It's kind of Satan's operating system. Anyway, that's his trademark is he doesn't really have original. He just takes and twists and distorts and finds a counterfeit. He loves counterfeiting and through counterfeiting, then hoping he can uh, set the agenda, steal the narrative and all that. And so you have Q and, and the number 17 means something uh, we'll say more dastardly on the deep state side. Mm -hmm. So, and there is the good guys have decided. Well, we're not letting you take our cue and our number seven. We're going to come at you with the very numbers and 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 alphabet. Uh, you know the letters and the numbers you think are yours. We're going to come after you. And so, I had written this from a time some time ago. You know, there's just different numbers that. Yeah. If you follow again, this is this is just. Uh, an interesting dynamic of the enemy. He takes over numbers uh, and other figures. I'm just going to name some of them right now in order that we abandon them, that we run from them, that we uh, doubt everything that comes in that, in that format. And among them are, uh, just remember his name is Lucifer and, and Lucifer is, he was called to be the light bearer. That's what loose is light. And so Lucifer, he was called to be the light bringer. And so he failed in that he fell. I saw heaven fall like lightning is what Jesus himself said. And so um, he fell. And so his his original call to release light is no longer there. And so he's he's a false light uh, passer on. And so that's what he does. He distorts that. And so they have 
um, they'll use the word Lord um, throughout. And a lot of times, even those who have infiltrated even Christianity have no problem saying the Lord. And in their mind, they're really speaking of uh, Baal, Molech. Interesting, if you even go to the Hebrew for Bolek, um, uh, Baal, the word Baal in, in the Hebrew, it is it means Lord. And so that's part of what the enemy does is try to fit in and say, yeah, I'm Lord. I'm the light. So there's mm. a way. Uh, so sometimes Christians are afraid of anything that claims to be the light because it's Lucifer and anything that's the Lord, because that has to do with Baal. And they've chosen the number 33 as being a big deal for them. There's the 33rd degree Mason, kind of their uh, utmost highest uh, mm. pieces that they carry. And the 33 we know is when Jesus paid the ultimate price, redeemed all of mankind at age 33. And so it is for sure our our original uh, number, the number seven. They have the, the seven everything themselves. And so that we will abandon the seven. But no, in seven days, God created the earth. There are seven colors of the rainbow. There are seven spirits of God. It talks about in Revelation four and five and the seven eyes of God. And, you know, it, the sevens are all over the place in the scripture from a good standpoint. And so they take it. So therefore, there's a 777 that they have. There's a 777 that we have. Um, 911 is, uh, that's why they pulled off. That's a conversation for a whole nother time. The 911 Twin Towers knocking down was a sacrifice of sort from the deep state standpoint. These are holy, uh, holy a religious, holy, evil, holy numbers in a, in a date, September 11, 9 11. And 9 11, we saw 91 1, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And so it's very important um, for us. You have the Star of David, that is a, a you know, designed to be in, in, on the one hand, they, they've tried to extract it from it being hexagram, um, satanic. Uh, manifestation of something. But then if you look at uh, two triangles, uh, one superimposed on the other or upside down versus the other, it's mankind, God inter interacting with, there's a good, I'll just say, yeah, yeah. Star of David perspective. There's a bad star of David perspective. Rainbow, they've totally taken the rainbow where Christians and believers don't want anything with the rainbows are surprised when I have a book, Rainbow God, the seven colors. <laughs> what are you doing? God's LGBTQ is like, well, yeah. around the, it tells us around the throne, there's a full rainbow. Right. And it's the original <laughs> promise of the father and uh, that he would not destroy mankind despite his ways being consistently and constantly evil. And so it was a rainbow. It's clearly established that it's totally. from God. And we can they, be proud. We can be proud of our God who has, the, who initiated the rainbow. That's our pride. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so every blood, they know there's power in the blood. And so they do extreme blood shedding, blood sacrifices, blood, everything for everything. The dark side, Luciferian cult religion, what they do. And we have the blood of Jesus and the power of the blood of Jesus. It superimposes over over all that. We have, you know, prophecy is this is what this is about. And prophecy is clearly biblical in every way. And yes, there's false prophets. And we know when Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal that there were, uh, you know, 850 prophesying uh, followers of 
Baal and Jezebel that served for Je Jezebel. So this is this is just a reality that just complicates and 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 uh, muddies the water all over the place. I you know there's uh, many more um, numbers and items and symbols. Well, you and know, so seventeen was the was uh, their number. They're one of their favorite numbers. But I was talking to one oh seven privately yesterday. But something I that he mentioned yesterday when I was talking to him. He said on the air many times, so I'm not I'm not talking out of school, but he said for such a time as this, and he kept saying it. I said, well, what do you mean for such a time as this? He says, Esther. Esther was the 17th book, is the 17th book of the Bible. Now, I didn't go back and count it, but I assume he's got that right. I've heard that before. So the good guys have this a number system, the bad guys pervert it. You know, we, we've, I've worn, now this is a veering a little bit, you know, I've worn a Lego tie. People got all upset because uh, the gay pride took the Legos. Well, they weren't made for the gay community. They were made for the community of, the, of, of children across the earth, you know. So um, we just don't let the, the, the other side take our symbols. And more, you know, there's music because uh, people read the history, Tubal Cain and things in the scripture and music. And they uh, you have believers in entire denominations that don't have music in their denomination allowed because they believe that that's kind of an original it is an original call that lucifer had he was a worship leader the worship leader of heaven and so there was um music was intrinsic with who he is and how he was made and all that kind of stuff and so you're like okay we can't have that anymore if we can't have something just because the enemy has prostituted it diluted it perverted it diverted it then we're going to end up with nothing and so based on that you know you can't speak in tongues because the enemy has tongues you can't mm -hmm. heal people because the enemy has healing you can't you can't pray because the enemy at the end of the day, you just can't do anything if you operate on that grid. And so that's part of the awakening we have to uh, come to grips with is, yeah, it, 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 it muddies the water. It confuses. We would like it to be six, six, six on everything. But unfortunately, there is not the stamping of six, six, six on everything. That's a rarity that that comes in. Yeah. You find more, they'll stick the sevens and the threes and the elevens and the good numbers and the and the lights and the sun and um stars and and so many things that we would think are you know the rainbow fantastic and great and so that that's just part of the battle part of the warfare we go through and it speaks into our, our adversary's lack of creativity but also his primary assignment primary way of functioning is through deception yeah. and that's that's how that's how he does right. it well, thank you so much for taking this. Uh, I know it's a bit of a rabbit trail, but I want to prepare people for this afternoon as well. So jump in. You've got lots of notes for today. So go well, ahead. and what we want to do, it's not necessarily um, we're not going to go slow on the notes, but we're going to have some notes because I understand. Um, and I've had people ask for notes sometimes when we go through uh, a, a teaching and something for them to hang on to and, and keep. And this is really not about a, a teaching. I'm going to give a, a kingdom of God timeline. And, but it comes from a, a prophetic word that came to me suddenly about three nights ago. I was speaking um, as we've shared with you from time to time, a little bit, we have the Christian center for public life and based out offices based out of Washington, DC. We'll see how long that goes on. And this is a, a, a training for those who have a significant call in the mountain of government in Central and South America. So on it, I'm speaking in Spanish. I'm looking at my Bible in Spanish. 
and I'm, we have a class, a graduating class of, of um, we'll say, young politicians who are being trained for high level. Uh, there's a group of 40 of them, plus other groups that I'm speaking to, given um, kind of a closing word. And as they get their diplomas and um, our, our staff has just got through training them and understanding of seven mountains and mountain of government. But more than that as well, because our 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 staff is composed of people who have led at the presidential level. By that, I mean they have been the advisors or run for it. And, and it's amazing what God is what God has put together. But I, I gave him, I said, I am, the Lord is telling me right now, this is from three nights ago, the Lord is telling me right now to give you all a prophetic announcement. And, and uh, I just scribbled it on the Bible in Spanish. And I said, he's, he's telling me to read to you out of Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21. And, and out of that to give you something he is declaring right now that's going to shift and change things in a way that some of you think is impossible because of where you're at in Central and South America. Central and South America, they are one of the reasons there's great motivation in the body of Christ to allow for their uh, sons and daughters that normally they would be projecting onto being pastors and other things um, to train them to be excellent kingdom representatives in government and other uh, uh, mountains. But specifically, this is for the mountain of government yeah. is the realization that uh, this is we've we've just had no nobody operating as kingdom agents we'll say kingdom assets on the mountain of government because we've so valued uh just doing uh, church stuff so daniel chapter 2 and verse 21 says and he changes the times and the seasons he removes kings and raises up kings um he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding and interesting enough, in Spanish, where it says he changes at times, it uses the word muda, and muda los tiempos. And muda can mean change, but it also means mute. And so he's... Oh, really? He, he mute? Can, yeah, he can mute an age, be done with it. And and so I said, the Lord's telling me, and it also means that changes at times, transforms. And so it for us right now, it's telling us of his sovereignty of who he is, of his greatness. He's above all these agendas and others, whether there was a conspiracy or not a conspiracy. We know there's conspiracy. We've covered this mm -hmm. before. Uh, Psalms chapter two, why do the nations rage? The heathens conspire, the nations conspire. It's not if there is one. There has always been one. There is always one. Whoever is not kingdom of God will be conspiring to take power, to take money. That's just Satan's operating system. And whoever agrees with him on planet earth is going to be a part of it. It will always be a part of a conspiracy. So the very the very possibility of there not being a conspiracy, um, um, kind of, I'm trying to say this softly, it, it shows kind of, it would just gently say, just means there's a lot of ignorance to think that there wouldn't be conspiracy, to think that the, the that society is operating on the straight value of what you operate, what you yeah. see or here and it's just impossible and, I mean, and another way to say that uh, you think of diplomatic ways to say it another way to say it if you still think these are all just conspiracies you are very soundly asleep <laughs> yes yeah right soundly soundly you don't understand your enemy uh, is not aware of your adversary the devil he walks around walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and he is always conspiring. He was always conspiring. He was conspiring around Jesus. 
He was using scribes, Pharisees, Judas, even in Jesus in person. He was always in a conspiratorial mode and mood, and he's always been that. He's always got something, and he's always got people who are not choosing to follow the king and his kingdom, and they will always be a part of it. And unfortunately, because the sons of the king, the sons and daughters of the king have been doctrinally um, told that they are primarily supposed to stay on the mountain of religion and primarily only get people saved. We have stayed out of the battlefield. So we've allowed darkness to prevail. So that's why we're facing a lot of the difficulties. But here was the announcement I had to make them prophetic announcement. I said, you have been told to, and you're preparing, how do you function in a world where globalism and the globalist agenda dominates? And the globalist agenda is an is agenda that covers two basic things. It's about, I said in Spanish, para controlar, to control, and para despoblar. That means to depopulate. It's there to control and depopulate every mm. angle of everything to do with their agenda. And they've heard about the agenda, Agenda 30. There was the Sao Paulo original agenda. And um, these these agendas, they, you know, they will hide as if they're, uh, you know, they don't blatantly come in saying we're here to depopulate. We're here to control and enslave you. But through, uh, you know, they'll they'll say they're for a green uh, ideal, you know, green peace. And, and it's not really mm. green peace, but uh, whatever that agenda, the green agenda is. And so but it's all designed ultimately to enslave and depopulate humanity. Hmm. And so this is like every single one of their uh, of, of their main plans will be that. And I said, you, you think you're preparing for that. You think this is what you need to be facing. I said, I'm telling you, Lord has told me to announce to you today that right now he is putting, he is muting that agenda. This will not be your future facing the globalist agenda. It is being exposed. It is being uncovered and it is being smothered and it is being muted by God because he is he who rules and reigns from above. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so in that, um, in that it just began something even towards, towards today. And that's what we're going to have a, a, an outline for, but we're going to go into the kingdom of God timeline as part of this prophetic word for us today. And I believe it's uh, right now that he is saying these things. I suppose should not go um, uncommented on the, uh, some people are like, you're not going to talk about the, the midterms. Well, we, we had two programs last week already on the midterms and we covered um, the day before I said, now, I would love to believe with you that we're going to have a red wave and we're going to have, you know, we're going to have the, the Senate and we're going to have the House and it's going to be a, a, a Republican red wave. And so uh, I said, I just don't think that's what's going to it's going to happen. And I knew the dangers of that happening because then we just like, well, we go on. We don't have to remember what was done in 2020. And so you're seeing you're watching the re-steal take place all over yeah. again. I, I'm not convinced they're not still trying to figure out how to uh, take the house back as well. It really doesn't matter because the purpose to me of this election was uh, to establish clearly in front of the American people that fraud, that steals, 
that the steal continues to take place, that mm -hmm. things defy logic, how you can have a candidate that has a hundred or a thousand times less of following candidates, whether it's in Arizona um, or whether it's in Pennsylvania, where you have, uh, you know, 10, 20 people and almost no social media, and yet you win big and in a big way over those who have massive followings everywhere they show up. There's a lot of energy. And so this is over and over. So there's a visual that's being done for us. And, and I think part of even what I'm sharing today is a perspective, which is our strong suit from the prophetic standpoint, is we can, uh, I, I could be angry with all of you and keep telling you um, for the next 30, 45 minutes, an hour or more easy, easily on all the steals, what they did that defy logic. We have video proof. We have every kind of proof imaginable. But I essentially expected that. And, and and furthermore, it's what we needed. Now, we know that President Trump has some kind of significant announcement to make tomorrow night, the 15th. And interestingly, we were just talking right before the program about a tweet. He just he just yeah, I mean, do you have it? I can read it if you don't have it in front of you. Yeah, re Read it. Steve. OK, so this just went out within the hour, I think, or close to that. He says, hopefully tomorrow, meaning Tuesday. Tomorrow will turn out to be one of the most important days in the history of our country. Close quote. That's Tr President Trump. So we know he speaks of things hugely, but then he says really he says right. hopefully because there's an understanding that uh, yeah, what kind of false flag event could try to interrupt it? What kind of whatever? We don't know. There's a possibility. He said it just to instill fear. Um, in the opposition and whatnot. It seems just from logic that he has to say something more than just I'm running for president because what be what's so even uh, you know desirable about that if we know we still haven't affected in any positive way the ability to rig elections. Mm -hmm. uh, elections are still being rigged. And so, and even then, you know, the betrayal was it's like even if we had plenty of even if there was a Republican House and if there was a Republican Congress, the way that so many of the candidates that President Trump will say some of them endorsed and and, uh, you know, and I just mentioned I don't know, full story, Dr. Oz yeah. in, um, in, in Pennsylvania and there's somebody in Michigan, like within five minutes of uh, of the media saying. They are calling it for, I say within five minutes, it wasn't literally five minutes, but within a short time, they are, yes, they're con they, they conceded all over the place. And then you can see that that's part of the plan, even from the yeah. deep state. The deep state is both, the deep state is not just Democrats, for those who don't know that. It's on both sides. Yeah. So it's a total totally dissatisfactory system, no matter who is winning. And so um, there is no confidence moving forward with elections at all for multiple purposes. One, they're being um, uh, they're being manipulated, they're being rigged, but it's happening both by um, Republican deep staters as well as uh, you know in in a more abundant way the Democrat deep staters. And so there are yeah. governors as well that President Trump endorsed, and you're like you must be just choosing the lesser of two evils because that is clearly a compromise vessel. And it is. So yeah. it's not really exciting. Good news to just announce he would run for president 2024. And, and it, 
it really just defies all all uh, uh, all logic to think that is all he he would do. Having said that, that's why this word becomes important because yeah. I, I suppose one thing I, one way I could title what we're talking about, Steve, is God's God's rigged outcome. Oh, good! Uh, I like that. I love that, it because <laughs> that's what we're talking about. I read to you Daniel two twenty one. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He removes kings and raises up kings. And then you go to verse 40, uh, 46, 44, first of all. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. And it talked about a, a stone that was cut, of a, cut out of a mountain without hands. So we're going to go into this narrative a little bit so we understand it. But we'll start with the end in mind. In fact, if you want to just have the best how not to be wrong on eschatology, you could just stick with the book of Daniel. Oh. Because it's really simple um, what it what it says, and it's going to tell us, from Daniel's point on, there's going to be four kingdoms, and then the fifth kingdom is going to be God's kingdom that comes in, and it's going to totally smash the other ones. And and um, and it doesn't it doesn't highlight and say, you know, some people have uh, done interpretation of it and fit in the Antichrist there in different ways, but it doesn't really say that. It doesn't really tell us when we have to have a pause button. It doesn't tell us why well, you actually can't do this until Jesus returns. It doesn't. It's just. This is into the hand of the saints, the kingdom, and they press forward and they're part of an obliterating of the previous kingdoms. Mm. So this is our working narrative. This is the rigged outcome. If, you know, sometimes we have to know about, and, and you know, there is free will even in his rigged outcomes. But what is a main effect? Let's just go step by step by step. So just to go through, we'll say the known history of God and mankind. It starts with Adam. It starts with Adam and Eve. And there is, you know, we have, um, we, we have a perfect paradise where if you obey his limited commands, really only one major restriction, then utopia is yours. And then you have Adam and Eve sin. And so they lose utopia. They're kicked out of the garden. Then we have because of what takes place and how Cain moves forward, evil abounds. You read in Genesis chapter six that uh, in verse one, especially that evil abounded in Noah's days. Yeah. And so in verse five and says until every intent of all mankind, except for Noah, um, was evil constantly. And so the Lord had to judge. And this could have been, you know, I have heard somebody who was taken in the spirit there said there was more people than you think that there was like seven billion people on earth at that time, whatever it was. So there's the flood. And then there's the return from the flood. And so then it's Noah. It tells us in Genesis 9, 18, that from Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the three sons of, of Noah, says that the whole earth was populated again. So you started out with Adam. So that was kind of item number one. And that fell apart. So then you start all over again with Noah and his three sons and, and, and of course, their wives and children. And so this is now the next level of population. People may not realize that 
things like the Tower of Babel, Nimrod, the Tower of Babel, very evil things that the Lord had to shut down. They were after the flood. So it wasn't like this in either what place was it like this righteous start ended ended well. It went in a in a bad way. And so then you finally have it's a big, big news when the Lord talks to Abraham. So the, the key figures, number one, Adam, number two, Noah. And then there's kind of a start all over again with Abraham. Abraham obeyed, not knowing where God wanted him to go, but there was something different about him. And then the whole point of, of Abraham was in leading. He's the, the father of Abraham, Isaac, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Father is our father. God is the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those three generations, Jacob is also Israel. So we see the nation of Israel comes out of Abraham. So out of everything that's taking place in these first generations, we finally have an individual, Abraham, and then we have uh, a nation, Israel. All other nations, all other individuals are idolatrous, um, Baal worshipers, sun worshipers, Osiris worshipers. There is uh, uh, blood sacrifice uh, of, of humans in every single one of these there is the worst uh, type of, of slavery, abuse of rights, human rights, lack of freedom, everything that we would uh, connect to kind of the globalist uh, leftist agenda right now that we have discovered is behind the scenes. Yeah, can I ask you a question or insert this? You and I talked about this off the air the other day. I think it was off the air where, where I was saying, God, you're, I don't understand how you can be so patient to let this go on for a couple of generations here in the United States where we're now learning there's been trafficked children and and all of this. And you clarified by saying what? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, because I had the same thing. And finally, the Lord had to give me a reality check. And it's like, do you understand? This is the world. The world, um, the world has been this way for a very, the way he told me, it's for a very long time. And it's literally from the beginning. And man's ways have been continuously evil. And he, he keeps having this restart, reboot. And, and so you, you see Adam and Eve, they blew a good thing. And then you see Noah blew, blew a good thing between him and his children and subsequent generations. We see that, uh, you know, Abraham did what he could, but it wasn't lasting long. Israel, uh, even from the first generation out of Egypt, within a short order, you have the holy man, the priest, the high priest Aaron, leading the people in worshiping Baal. These are the gods that brought you out of Egypt while Moses delays. And so you're like, you talk about the fragility of what God is doing on planet Earth. And so this, this is his chosen group. This is the people who have agreed to covenant with him that he's, he's formed a covenant. So you can just imagine what's going on in every other governmental reality on planet earth in every other one slavery abuse blood sacrifice idolatry satan worship is dominant on planet earth and so a lack of human rights of every kind abound there's there's mm-hmm. not a there's not a, a haven for it it was it was israel and so then you see even israel begins to uh, fail um, this is from Daniel's perspective, okay? And again, it tells us, and and, and this will give a, a little more time. I'm I'm going to read um, about this in Daniel chapter two, and verse thirty-two. Well, thirty-one. 
This is Daniel talking with Nebuchadnezzar. You, O king, were watching, and behold, a great image. This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. And then the iron, the clay and the bronze and the silver and the gold were crushed together and became mm. like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. Wow. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Now, um, the, we'll stop there uh, for now and then get to this so you have an understanding of the, 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 the images here. And this has been interpreted correctly by so many. It's not even really, it's not arguable at all. It's the repeat scenario is essentially told in Daniel chapter 7. And in, in, in certain ways, there's connections made in the book of Revelation we won't have time to, to go into. But when he talks about this beast, the head of the beast, and he, I didn't go into, you know, there's a part that's gold. Uh, there's gold, silver, bronze, and legs of iron. But it was uh, fulfilled with such precision that even, uh, we'll say, unbelieving Bible scholars thought Daniel must have, you know, they, they just couldn't believe that he could be this prophetically accurate. But he was. So Babylon under Nebuchadnezzar, uh, the head of the beast. And why are we pointing out uh, Babylon right now? Because I was telling you, Israel... Israel was the one that carried the light of the world, the, the sliver of light, fragile light, full of Baal worship time and time again. And, 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 you know, they had a good run during David's um, uh, kingship and a short run that was good for part of Solomon's as well. But besides that, it was even this holy nation of God was uh, was so uh, you know, affected by Baal worship. It's just it's it almost defies understanding from this standpoint. But so what we had is these became the instruments of uh, uh, of discipline, judgment for this failed for for Israel. And so Babylon is the one is where basically they all ended up. And that's the story of Daniel and and the Hebrew children is they are servants now. They are they have been carried away. And we understand that. You know, Daniel meets up with Cyrus and and also called Darius. Um, and and some people don't know that that's the, the same person, but it's either the same person or somebody functioning for him. And it is this Cyrus connection, which allows there to be some hope for a future rebuilding of of the walls and of Jerusalem as well. And that's a whole uh, we've covered that in different in different ways at other times. So I won't re- revisit that right now. But we're picking up with Babylon because this which started with Adam and Eve, this is now where the light is. The only thing is it's now in bondage. It's in Babylon. The Lord still has promises he's made to unilateral promises he's made to Abram. And so but then it talks about this beast. So um, and so this this is I didn't really want to take this this long on this part, but you all see it. Babylon was first Medo-Persian. That was Cyrus. Cyrus is the one that took out Nebuchadnezzar was not supposed to happen. You can see it lasted another couple of hundred years. Those couple of hundred years were all supposed to be Babylon still ruling and reigning. Then it's Alexander, Alexander the Great, essentially beginning the, the Greek 
uh, period, kingdom of world domination. And then the Roman period, 146 BC. And there's different timetables given. Part of the fresh new revelation to me is that this, uh, um, you know, there's a date way earlier as well for where the Roman Empire was uh, uh, knocked out, demolished by, um, uh, was it the Huns and the whatever, the the barbarians, we'll just call mm. that. Um, but they really, they existed. We know there's a date of 1453 put in there. If you understand that it was late 1400s that when Martin Luther put, nailed the, the thesis, the 93 thesis and, and the points of contention with the Catholic church that initiated the whole Protestant reformation, the Protestant revolution. And essentially the Catholicism dominated on the world scene. Again, there was, uh, for some segments of society, they were not under that domination, but there was so much domination that they had. You have to look at the Roman uh, period, which was the fourth beast that was listed as being um, so much of a longer period than what took place everywhere else. And so what I'm telling you today is that that Roman beast, that fourth beast that was uh, mentioned, I believe this is the new insight I'm having, but it's actually been the beast that's been dominating. It's been the image that has been dominant until right now. And mm -hmm. I'm going to give an explanation and it operates as, as the feet. So go on to the next part and we're going to look at it through there. If you, ha I don't know if she's going to continue to have it. I'll talk about there it. There you go. There you go. Okay. So if you remember what I read, that there would be a stone. I'll read that that part part again in Daniel chapter two, and then it will say in in verse thirty five. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, and the silver and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. So this is the kingdom of God. For those of you who thought, did the kingdom of God come just to rescue some souls? This ought to establish you in the original mandate, the kingdom mandate. It became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. And it's designed to absolutely crush these others. So those of you who have with in your established doctrine paradigm that goes around, doctrinal paradigm that grows around your mind, that we somehow lose to the beast, the Antichrist, false prophet, and all these mm -hmm. things, different things you haven't put together right from the book of Revelation. This is the original narrative that is laid out that the kingdom of God, the stone, the stone that came, and we know Jesus is the cornerstone. Mm -hmm. He's the cornerstone. And so he initiated the kingdom um, um, uh, reveal. And so this is an important part of uh, uh, of understanding. I covered this uh, last week, Hosea 6-2. And, and Hosea it, it was the next book after the book of Daniel, if you're happen to be looking at your Bible, but you can get to it later. And it just says, after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up that we may live in his sight. And I was covering how there is a revive us timetable. There is the raise us up. And there is the, that we may live in his sight. And that this is the part that has just begun. We've only just begun to live. Mm. That was part of that supernatural reveal that came from a song the Holy Spirit woke me up with a week ago. We've only just begun to live. After two days, he will revive us. And so this is this, is this takedown 
of the fourth beast that's taking place, the Roman the, the, of the image. I call them still the beast. You know, some people call it the image. Uh, it's a beast, but it's a beast if you look at it. It's and a, can I, Johnny, can I interrupt? You said after two days he'll uh, revive us, and this says the third day he raises. I'm sorry. Are you referring to the 2,000 years between the cross and right now? Uh, are we just entering the third day? Is that what you're Yeah, and I was okay. going to go, go right ahead. Next, the scripture okay, this right. is widely understood. This is not just my revelation okay. on it. That when it says two days after two days, he'll raise us up. There's why there's even there's a you know, a group, the third day, you know, a singing um, a group that had worship uh, albums or whatever. Third day, you've heard this context. Third day, where third day people and all that. It ties in with this Hosea six two that the third day, beginning of the third day, is the beginning of the. After the 2,000 years, because the scripture says a day is as a 1,000 years, a 1,000 years is a day. So when it says after two days, he will revive us. And if you really understand that word purposes for us, we're going to go into that. The two days are the 2,000 years after Jesus was here. There was an immediate um, impact. There was an immediate release. The, the Acts, the book of Acts, reality and the church expansion taking place there. And. It wasn't really until we get to um, the final stages of uh, of the of the two thousand year period. So about it from a hundred years ago, I think I may have this. Let me look at it, my uh, other notes so I know what's coming up um, next, and it'll go it'll go with go with my notes. Um, there is an understanding that when the Azusa Street revival broke out, yeah. and the beginning of the nineteen hundreds, there was other ones, and you know the Welsh revival, other things, there was an outbreak of the Holy Spirit towards the end of what would be that first 2000 year period, kind of the back end of it, which kind of fulfilled the revival component of it. So we're revived and then he raises us up for demonstration. Mm. And so the raising up for demonstration that we may live third day raised up as demonstration, this is the part we're starting now. This is the age of the kingdom, the era of the kingdom we're going into right now. So I'm trying to show you God's rigged outcome already. It's for us to follow and believe. And then we're going to go into uh, uh, continue with more. So we're talking for clarity's sake. This is the simplicity because that's part of why I'm having it written, but I'm going to say things because I want people to have the simple takes away, takeaways. From the time of Daniel, there are these four kingdoms that are mentioned, but guess what? They're all part of one image. They're all part of the same beast. And, uh, um, and this is this is important that when you think of the Babylon, the Medo-Persian, the Greek, and the Roman, that these four make up the same beast, and they do not get interrupted until the stone that the builders rejected shows up until the kingdom of God comes. And what it tells us in several places where it'll, we'll bring that up in the book of Daniel is that this kingdom has no end. It becomes a great mountain, fills the whole earth. And this, there never, there is never ever a breakdown where this kingdom, and I'm going to read to you, you can keep that up here. Well, if you find this, I'm fine if you leave it up there or not. I'm going to read out of uh, verse 44 of Daniel chapter 3. And in the days of these kings, and it's talking about these Roman kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be left to other people. 
it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces, the iron, the bronze, the clay, and the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. So just keep that, that uh, up there for us right now, because we want to want to be able to follow uh, the narrative that is laid out to us on the kingdom, that when Jesus came, when he set up shop, when he established, it is not like he shows something and then he disappears with the kingdom and it's gone. And then sorry, the Antichrist, the beats, the false prophet, these other things then have priority. This kingdom is supposed to have no end, but yet it's going to have a three day or a 3000 year or a third day application takedown of the beast. That's what's listed. Number five, the kingdom of God from the advent of Jesus. Now, some say the kingdom of God existed all the way from Daniel's time. And he's saying that it did. But the kingdom of God was not at hand until Jesus showed up. It was mm. not in this visible acting way. It was spoken of before. But it tells us that's why John the Baptist announces, repent. The kingdom of God is here or at hand, depending on what version of the Bible you have. Jesus, that's how he announced the first things he was doing and saying. The kingdom is coming. He's mm. announcing this kingdom that Daniel had seen uh, 490 years before. He had got this vision of 70 weeks, and it was going to be seven. They didn't know for sure then, but it came out. It was exactly the time. That's why they were. people have been astonished at the brilliance of the prophetic exactitude with which Daniel prophesied that there would um, that there would be this advent of Jesus. Jesus shows up. He announces, proclaims showcases the kingdom and yet we understand that we connect it with this hosea 6 that there are two days it tells us you know two days he will revive us the third day he will raise us up that we may live before him so we're right in this juncture this next era uh where the manifestation of the kingdom of god is so uh massive and so majestic that it's to crush all the other kingdoms that have operated till now. There's not been this space. It's not mm. been, well, the Roman Empire was gone hundreds of years ago. It wasn't. And, uh, and we hope to um, be able to, yeah, I'm going to get to that, uh, be able to explain that to you so you have understanding that this is right where we're at at this moment. So the, the next level of the kingdom of God, we'll start with the letter B, is the advent of the Holy Spirit. Let me see why I don't have, oh, we already covered the A. The advent of the Holy Spirit, power, truth, and courage. You know, Jesus said, wait for the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, he will come on you. He'll give you power to be witnesses. So there's power to have courage. And they would take truth. And they would take truth. And they would confront powers that be. And we see the apostles getting in trouble with authorities as never before. We, we see the church birth. Jesus, he announces the kingdom. He brings the kingdom. Then he says, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He doesn't take on this agenda. He doesn't take on the Baal agenda that exists. He doesn't take it on. He well, says, I was going to answer that, can I, Johnny, if I could say this, because from God's perspective, and those words you've been reading, it's the, the kingdom is mushrooming and mushrooming and mushrooming. From his perspective from heaven, he's accomplishing everything he's promised. From our perspective on earth, it often feels like, God, why do you ignore 
the sufferings of the people? Why do you ignore the child? We're, we're seeing through a glass darkly. He's seeing constant growth. Am I saying that about right? Yes, but there is this, there, there is this, you know, it doesn't give us explanation. Hosea 6, it says after two days. Why yeah. is there an after two days? Yeah. Why is there two days of not getting much done? And so we're going to, uh, yeah. one of the reasons is because the Holy Spirit, well, there's, uh, I have it coming up. And I'm yeah, gonna, go, okay, go ahead. I I'm going to bring, bring that up here. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Okay. But it's, it's not just been like it's been awesome all along. We'll have to admit for 2,000 years, there was a very diminished element of this uh, um, there for a long time. And only, you know, it's like, why did the Lord raise up? Why was he resurrected on the third day instead of on the first day? There is things that in the mystery of the kingdom and the mysteries that only God understands. And as he explains and we get some insight on it. So the Holy Spirit came and he was the spirit of truth and he brought courage and there was power, power over demons, over sickness, disease. The church was birthed. The apostles were birthed. The foundation of apostles and, and really it was, I say, kingdom doctrine birth, because that ultimately, even when there was a decision made, you know, 300 A.D., uh, after more than that, not exactly 300 A.D. on what we have as the Bible right now, yeah. it was there. That was that was what was decided that they, they had to figure out what is the criteria that validates Scripture. And so it had to have apostolic um it had to have apostolic backing. And so every every book of the Bible of the New Testament had to have some apostle that was clearly a part of it, writing it, dictating it or something. And so we see these these aspects of uh, um, of the kingdom that were um, vital for us today. We think of the Bible sometimes apart from understanding that what it lays out is the kingdom narrative, even the book of Daniel being available to us. Um, is is from the Bible being cherished, not just for instruction, how to do different things and not just the rules of engagement, what God allows or doesn't allow. So let's move forward um, some more. So this is uh, the kingdom of God from the advent of Jesus, three-day takedown, the kingdom suppressed, but yet alive. So we're talking about the time of Constantine and the time of Constantine, this is 300 years after Christ, more or less. And he made it, he made it the official you know, doctrine of the kingdom, we'll say. And and so um, many think that that's when, you know, it's it ceased having the power that it used to have before. It did lose a lot of its its vital characteristics. It mm. lost the underpinnings of uh, the apostles. It lost the underpinnings even of uh, um, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit. And and so um, we, we see really the reality and, you know, we could, look at it in a little nuanced, different way, generation by generation. But essentially what I list is number one is the scriptures were used as control mechanism. And so you have to understand that from the time they said, this is the Bible, these are the books of the Bible. Uh, and we could get into a discussion a, a, about that as, as well, um, because it was the 66 books plus a few more. Um, it was the scriptures were mainly illegal for 1200 years. And by that, I mean, it was mainly illegal by the Christian nations, Jeez. Christian nations, all the Christian nations, what we would call Christian, say Catholics, Catholic nations, Catholicism, Christian nations, all those who carry Jesus name. 
it was it was banned um, to such a point where if you just were caught with a portion of the scriptures, you could be publicly and they would be. This is not like this was a rare uh, occurrence. You would be burnt with fire, executed yeah. in some way. And so the scriptures were used as a control mechanism. And so therefore, you had to learn to have allegiance to the priests and the high priests. And so it was a totally infiltrated, not a kingdom thing at all. This, so I, I write the kingdom was suppressed, but yet alive from 300 to 1500 AD. Um, I say the Rome beast is in de facto control of the church. And, and I mentioned the Jesuits and the Knights Templar role. And I just want to briefly say again, there's, there's enough understanding conversation on that for a whole program itself. It's not knocking um, all Jesuits, not knocking all Knights Templar, but to say they were, uh, as with, um, uh, as in so many areas, they were infiltrated and taken over. And so therefore they took, by whenever they take over, it means they have the positions of power and there might be some legitimate God-fearing Jesuits at lower level. There might be some decent Knights Templar at lower level, but at the high level, this thing has been taken over and is being used. And it's how they controlled the quote church and the Catholic church and through the Catholic church, most all nations of power uh, for hundreds of years. And so I mentioned there the Khazarian mafia, the Rothschilds take on new identities and infiltrate through central banking rule over all nations. Now I have done a program in on the Khazarian mafia, and this is, uh, they're also called Khazarian Jews. It's not mm -hmm. an anti-Jew thing at all. Yeah. And this needs to be understood because there's going to be some anti, there already is some anti-Semitism right now yeah. based on the fact that they don't understand that beginning around a hundred years after Christ, there was this, this mob and, and they were, um, I don't know what to call them besides bandits, mobs, but they were bloody. They were tied into the Babylonian uh, uh, blood cult, Luciferian mm. worship and all that. And they were forced to choose an identity to hide. And so this group chose Judaism as where they would hide. They took on the identity of Judaism. And um, out of that, out of that group comes the Rothschilds, mm. you know, the Rockefellers later on. And really um, right now, what is called the Khazarian Mafia. And these are, if you want to know, um, a lot of changed in the last two years, but if you go back three years ago, pretty much the Khazarian Mafia uh, rules and ruled in all seven mountains, in all nations of the world. And, and they did it, if no other way, indirectly through the central banking. So there's like 183, 184 central banks across um, the earth. And every nation that has a central bank, that central bank is essentially um, the control mechanism for ruling over the nations and they're the ones that pump up uh you know they they establish the media especially they establish um they establish everything along along the seven mountains again some of you can do some research some of you know about it as well and, and again i would have to do a whole program on it we're trying not to have to have to do that we're trying to get you the uh, something you can look at, at later but the kazarian mafia rothschilds take on new identities and they infiltrate so they do things like simultaneously fund Adolf Hitler. They fund 
the original China communist revolution, they fund the Bolsheviks in Russia so that the czar um, and his family and those that are Orthodox Christians can be killed and they take on new identities. And so they become the Bolsheviks. They become these other uh, groups. This was part of what they did even when they're a group of bandits 100 years after Christ. They would take, they would steal, they would, they would, uh, they would, take the clothes off the the businessmen that they um, had killed and they would wear them and that would be their new identity. This thing of of infiltrating, taking over, eliminating, and then taking on new identities is something they have been doing forever. And so then through the central banking, they've ruled over all the nations. So we leave that alone for now. So there's essentially at this time period that we're talking about, 300 to 15 AD. It's why you want to look at it later. I say no doctrine because there's really, there's only one doctrine. We'll, we'll get to in a minute because the scriptures are not available. The scriptures are not available. Jeez. If you imagine, you cannot have the word. You cannot check it out. You cannot argue with anything. You cannot say the word, anything. Uh, there are no apostles. This is not going on a, any kind of proper apostolic session. There's a talk of Every pope now is the is, has succeeded uh, Peter, the original apostle. That that's the total uh, you know a, a fictional uh, arrangement for the purposes of advancing the mafia. There is suppressed Holy Spirit. That is not that's uh, those who uh, advance and work in the Holy Spirit. There is always just a little uh, you know a little element of it left, but they are isolated. They are considered the ones out of sync with even the church. And they're the ones that are um, oppressed, suppressed, imprisoned, killed. There is no kingdom mandate. There is one mandate only. Essentially, there's an obedience mandate. So this is what comes out. Even the King James Bible, 1600 King James Bible, King James made sure to have the scriptures that speak about obedience to authority. Uh, he he uh, had it written in a way where it said it a lot stronger than what it was originally put in there. That's for another program as well. Yeah. We've, we've uh, addressed it, addressed it, addressed it before. So now all this goes on. Um, so we're pointing out the 1500s, the Protestant Reformation, uh, what it essentially beyond it, it, it giving us the breakthrough of that salvation is, well, keep it right there, but let me explain this because this it's, it's in a way logical and obvious, but sometimes we have to put together logic and obvious we look at the Protestant Reformation as the awesome thing that, you know, let us know that it's salvation is by faith and that salvation is by faith in the blood of Jesus alone and nothing else. And it's true. But nobody else, nobody would have known that if there were not Bibles that became available. I think it was 1451 or 1452, 1453, the first Bibles to begin to be printed. And again, we understand even those that were trying to get Bibles out, John Wycliffe, there's martyrs for trying to get the Bible out and they're martyred by church people. They're martyred mm. by mainline church because this is now the control mechanism, the enslaving mechanism mm. being, uh, is, is, is being um, eliminated from them by giving people access to the mm. truth. So the Protestant Reformation has no real ability to advance and to be sound if it wasn't for the fact that it's accompanied with here are the scriptures that tell us that it's by the blood of Jesus, because the priests were withholding what is truth for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. 
and um, the priests, because that is what's coming down the pipeline. It was all controls in the name of a God. Again, yes, there's there's a little there. There's just a little blip of, of real God going on here and there. But by and large, in what is the big systems, it is what what is taking place. So in the 1900s, the Holy Spirit outbreak, Azusa, etc. cetera, uh, the end of the Hosea 6, 2. Remember, after two days. At the end of two days, as I'm saying that towards the end of day two is when we get this explosion of the Christianity and the numbers I read, uh, you know, in 1900, there's one in every 34 people on planet Earth were believers in Jesus. And right now it is one in five or one in four is thought. But um, um, in, in where, you know, 2.5, 2.6 billion followers of Jesus in some way, even if they do it wrong, wrong now. But that explosion of Christianity had to do with the restoration of um, the Holy Spirit in a practical, real way in society. And 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 so then it changed everything. The Holy Spirit, um, number three, I put the Holy Spirit filled amount of people. I probably should have written a little better for takeaway notes to be understood. From trace, there was trace elements. There's not even enough to be a, a percentage. It's a point zero zero something percentage of those who were truly Holy Spirit filled, who believed in the gifts of the Spirit, speaking in tongues, praying the sick, you know, healing, all that. There was uh, just a little over 100 years ago, trace elements only, despite 1500 years of Christianity, 2000 years of, despite 2000 years really since the birth of Jesus, there is almost nothing left but now we have over 700 million 700 million believers in the planet say they're spirit filled and they believe in most things having to do with spirit filled living uh, the things i just mentioned speaking in tongues power over uh, over over demons and healing and all that the gifts of the spirit but i point out despite the fact that this outbreak was taking place rome had not yet been defeated through its control and it's now the Vatican, the Vatican, I don't know if I've um, addressed it at this point here, but the Vatican, I'll just say it because I don't have it anywhere else. I, I said it earlier. The Vatican has also been taken over. Um, the Vatican has been taken over by these Kazarian, uh, the bankers, the mafia. They've come in. And it's, it's not so much about condemning all Catholics. It's not saying that there are no such thing as sincere, devout Catholics who just only believe in, in, in Jesus and want to do good. There are those as well. But from the top, the organization, the Vatican was taken over. It was in conjunction with the bankers. And so they had this, they still were in control. So you see the kingdom of God coming in. This description of the stone that's coming in and having a three-day process where it begins to hit the feet, where the rubber hits the road, it begins to hit the feet of this Roman thing, and and yet it, it hasn't changed it. Now we just have the last the last segment. <clears throat> so this brings us pretty much till today, and and this is where this is where I want us to uh, where I want us to be excited about the storyline we're in. Because it has been so specific. Daniel's prophecy was so specific down to him. Once it was understood when he's saying the 70 weeks, the 70 weeks is 70 times seven. And it was 490 years till Jesus showed up when he named 
the 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 four empires it was so clear even what those empires the four empires how they advanced uh the one was the eagle one was the lion even even what was you know what was advanced the visual that was carried in front of the people when those empires ruled it was a total keeping with the way daniel described them and so we came to um and this is now going into my interpretation of uh, of, of, a, of a nuance of detail that Daniel's told us about. Again, the big picture that we cannot run away from is that he says it over and over, is that when the stone comes in, yeah. it pairs up this one image, I say the other four kingdoms, but it's just, they're, they're all still the same kingdom. And this same kingdom, uh, this same image, this same beast, any way you want to look at it in four parts, it gets demolished by what comes in with Jesus. And so we've been waiting for a period of, uh, of, of next level engagement. And so I believe 2012, there's a whole story I have, Rosh Hashanah. I was actually Tulsa, Oklahoma, Rosh Hashanah, uh, the beginning of Rosh Hashanah. I was with Elizabeth and it was in the morning and I was telling her when I woke up early in the morning and I said, you know what? I, uh, I said, um, I, I believe the Lord just showed me that we have begun um, this age of the kingdom. That the age wow. that was 2012 for you as well, right? Yes, that's your fourth story. Can I just insert real quick? You didn't know Cat at that time, did you? No. So Cat in 2012 stood in the middle of the nation of the of this nation. God said, "Let the show begin." This is the beginning of the kingdom age. My spiritual father, Wade Taylor, told me in 2012, the year he actually passed away. He said the kingdom age has started, and uh, the other guy, Arthur Burke, the older guy, Burke or Burke, I can't remember if it was with a T or K, he said 2012. So, Johnny, as far as I know, every one of you were shown this different, completely. I, and I forgot who you brought that up. In fact, I didn't know about a couple of those. I do remember Kat saying it, um, yeah. and I think she got it for earlier. I just, whether it happened on Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, that was the day um, that I it was revealed to me. And I was telling Elizabeth about it, and I was telling her in 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 line with uh, connecting it even to John Wimber and his ministry. And I said this, um, uh, and I was saying this is where he would have wanted to see this thing go. He yeah. would have been excited about this. He understood that we've got to do the stuff yeah. by that advance and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the things of the Holy Spirit, and the part he hadn't had the full revelation of yet was how it goes into the society the seven mountains and this is what the shift was this was the change well while i'm telling elizabeth that i get a call and i won't say who it is but it's somebody um who's a prophet and he was a friend and um and so he he calls and just the first thing he says he just says johnny i just got a, i just woke up from a dream and i had to tell you and i was like okay what's your dream and he says well i was sitting at a table and he mentioned um, that there was some present and some past that were at the table. He mentioned some present people, but then there was Bob Jones and um, and who was who hadn't passed away. Um, I believe I don't think he had passed away. Now he died and, in 2014. So this yeah. Would, yeah. And then he he mentions um, these these kind of these apostle and prophet figures around the table. And he's he's telling me the story. And then he says. He says, and what they were 
telling uh, um, as about the excitement of the day we're going into. And he says, and in my dream, John Wimber looked, turned around, looked at me, says, oh, yeah. And tell Johnny the age of the kingdom has just begun. <laughs> and I oh. literally just had that conversation with 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 Elizabeth. So you had already had the conversation with Elizabeth and then you get a call from this guy confirming it. And Crazy. so and I put their number one at the sound of the trump. So when God's going to do something big, there's there's a reason why this is the shift of the ages yeah. and this is going to be another before and after. This is massive. This is his kingdom. This thing prophesied announced in detail by Daniel the prophet and that the, the, you know, the narrative has proven the prophetic narrative of it. And we understand, I believe, I didn't have that written in front of me that it was, uh, you know, our SG Anon connection. He probably knows when President Trump was originally contacted, but we mm. understand that some important connection, we'll say from the good guys behind the scene was yeah. in 2012. And that's when he began throwing out uh, this tweet about doubting Obama's, who was President Obama's. He's like, somebody can prove to me, uh, I'll pay a million dollars if somebody can prove to me he was actually born in the United States or something something like that or, or proof otherwise. And so the team had already given him some information that let him. So he essentially, he began showing up on, on, on the national scene in this kind of confrontive way, 2012. And he, of course, had been being prepared even before then. We had different prophetic words and you had the. I think it's 2007 or Kim. Yeah, that's Trump right. shall be my Trump. Mm -hmm. And so there is Trump shall be my Trump. And so there it's it's an it's an announcement of a new day, of a new age, of a new era, something we're going into. And so that was the word I got March 16th of 2016 when I see this vision and Trump is winning and I'm going, oh, no. And the Lord says, you have no idea. I've put him in. He's going to save you from things you don't know you need to be safe from. Your nation will be known as before and after Trump. The whole world will be known as before and after Trump. So what's taking place, this Roman image, this Roman beast is to be splintered now. Now, I read to you um, um, in, in chapter two, uh, you can either leave that up or I'm going to read out of Daniel chapter seven. And we have kind of a repeat <clears throat> a repeat of Daniel chapter two. And it tells us the interpretation of these visions again in verse 17, those great beasts, which are four are four Kings, which arise out of the earth, <clears throat> but the saints of the most high shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Now you see how short and sweet that is. Now we get into all this complexity of are you pre, post, mid, this and that and the other. It's the saints of the Most High receive the kingdom. Are you, Johnny, are you referring to that scripture being the 2012 reality that happened? Or I'm saying we're, I, I don't know. I, I can't say that verse yeah. happened on, on that yeah. day. I'm saying that's the era we're going yeah. into yeah. right now. And here's, but this is interesting, verse 19 of Daniel 17. Then I wish to know the truth about the fourth beast. Okay, so I'm telling you the fourth beast was that Roman beast. Yeah. And it's the one that was around when Jesus came, when the stone came in and began to crush thing. 
which was different from all the others. So he's saying this Roman empire was different than the Babylonian, the Mede-Persian, than the Greek empire, exceedingly dreadful with its teeth of iron, its nails of bronze, which devoured broken pieces and trampled the residue with its feet. And the, and it goes on to the ten horns and then the horn uh, uh, which had eyes and a mouth which spoke pompous words, whose appearance was greater than his fellow. So this Roman, this Roman manifestation of the kingdom of darkness, essentially, hmm. what is noted is different. It's way different, way more expansive, extensive, powerful, and it has a mouth. And I'm going to make a connection that this, this particular beast knew they had to take over media. And it's a mouth. And it's a mouth which speaks pompous words. They took over the narrative whose appearance was greater than his fellows. And that's why it seemed like, and for those of you who have studied it too much, even in these days, and if those of you who know that, yeah, they're the ones that executed this cheat and they, they used the pompous media for proclamation ahead of time, during, after, for what, what they're doing. This is that same Roman beast that's still having its uh, lingering grass grips of, of power. Okay, Johnny, now someone's going to ask, well, what do you mean, Johnny, the Roman beast? You got Fox News that had a mouth and you got CNN. How do you connect that to Rome? All right, let me, let me, well, I'm telling you that I'm going to, I'm going to get to. Okay, I keep preempting. I'm yes. sorry. To, <laughs> okay, uh, go for it. This Because we're looking at the spiritual dynamic. You're now talking about what shows up in the natural. Yeah, well, that's that has to that's connected. Remember this this thing from Rome that I'm telling you, it's connected to the Rothschild central banking. Okay. It's connected to the money that has bought all media of significance. The one that has been behind the formation of things like Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and other and other control mechanisms It's part of the control way they have been operating. And so they have been op we've been this three day period is the time where the kingdom is already birthed, it's already released, it's advancing. It gets suppressed somewhat for the first two years. Then the Holy Spirit breaks out, but then there is, it's time for it to be raised up as a demonstration, not time for us to be uh, uh, whisked away. That would be a loss. This that How could us being raptured now go with this plan of a kingdom demonstration where the kingdom crushes all oh, other yeah. kingdoms? They call that dominionism. It's called interpreting, believing Daniel the prophet's message that's clear as day. So let me read it. I was watching and the same horn was making war against the saints and prevailing until the ancient of days came and a judgment was made in, fa in favor of the saints of the Most High. And the time came for the saints to possess the kingdom. And, and so it, it goes on. And I want... Um, I'm going to read 26. There's, I, I can't take the time on verse by verse. Verse 26 of 7. But the court shall be seated and they shall take away his dominion to consume and destroy it forever. Then the kingdom and dominion and the greatness of the kingdoms under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and all dominions shall serve and obey him. And it says this is the end of the account. Now, it does not say this is a pause in the account. This is an, the end of the account. But I'm going to read that again. But the court shall be seated, and they shall take away his dominion. 
That's the dominion of this. It's the same beast all the way from Babylon. Wow. It's the same beast. It just had it had the head, it had the midsection, it had the legs, it had the feet. It shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. Now, this is important for us today. This is in a very practical way. It's like, what if the plan doesn't work? What if President Trump fails? What if the military fails? I'll tell you who will not fail. The master diagrammer of this plan. Wow. That's why I say it's it's rigged. It shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. Now, we connected this, I believe, even um, uh, last week to in Isaiah 61, where it's about the spirit of the sovereign Lord comes upon us. This is now. This is this timetable, not just to proclaim Jesus saves, because you understand we're talking kingdoms. We're talking about rule and reign of God's ways of doing things on planet Earth, that there has been one beast, one idolatrous Luciferian beast that has been ruling and reigning for it goes into thousands of years now. And we have this three day process, this third day of the arising Church, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. A manifestation of the kingdom of God. The Roman, that's the Roman beast. So it's the Rome uh, image, the image from Rome that Daniel saw in Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 7. That's why for those who have a hard time remembering, that's why we're trying to give you some, some notes here as well. This is what gets splintered now. And before I get into that last line, I told Elizabeth night before last, I had one scene that just kept repeating over and over in the night. Uh, I'd wake up and it was just, it, it was like the movie script and it was the end. And I don't know if I've seen it <clears throat> before, but it was brought to me again. Several scenarios, like the movie, like when it's over, when it's done, it's the end. So the end kept showing the end, the end, the end over and over. And there is there is something about where we're at right now, right now, that there is a movie, there is a part, you know, like there's part one, there's part two. There is one part of it that's done. There is something, and that's part of what I was announcing. The Lord had me announce three days ago to these uh, these Hispanic candidates for government. is like that heaven had decreed that I was to release a prophetic declaration that this globalist agenda of today, which is the Roman beast, it's that same thing. That's what I want people to understand. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. What we call the Roman beast, the image that Daniel saw, the remnants that have been fighting uh, and contending with the kingdom of God. That's why there's a splintering and a smashing and a crushing that is taking place of that system ordained by God, because that is about control. It's about idolatry. It's about depopulation. And it's about no rights. Um, this has been this has been what's taking place. And there is a decree now um, um, from heaven. And I don't know how this uh, does that mean I'm saying I'm guaranteeing any kind of natural result. I'm guaranteeing no natural result. I can tell you the meta narrative tells us the guarantee of where we're going. Yeah, there is absolutely. No way around the fact that the kingdom of God is uh, is is headed for a massive uh, romp over this beast 
that has come to devour, to kill, steal, and, and destroy. And part of what I was going to point out while you leave that out, the, yeah, the 2012 Rosh Hashanah third day begins. It's interesting at the same time we were pointing out, Steve, the different ones of us who got that's the age of the kingdom starts. And, you know, there was the much talked about Mayan prophecies. They yeah. couldn't see the Mayan prophets could not see past, I think it was December of 2012. Yeah, their whole their calendar had stopped. And that's what when they were when they deserted their whatever their villages years you know what is that how many hundred years ago now that's what's left behind is a calendar that stops in 2012 is that am i saying that about right um yes yes okay, okay. And, and then we understand that this is a whole nother thing there's something called project looking glass i've mm, briefly yeah. talked about it some yeah. time ago remind us that that was fascinating well the project looking glass is something that was available we'll say both for white hats and black hats good guys and bad guys to see. And, and from what I'm, I'm going by memory, not by my notes on it, even in the 1980s, they began to see some dy dynamics and it's attached to advanced technologies with AI capabilities, uh, but in some way seeing and viewing the future. And, and so you can, you can have doubts about it or not have doubts about it, but we'll just say very, uh, uh, powerful people, both good side and bad side, saw the same thing. And it was that beginning in 2012. Crazy. I remember 2012 that this 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 idea of there being multiple options and multiple destinies moving forward, depending on what somebody does, that ceased to be a reality. And no matter what either side did, no matter what the dark side did, no matter what the uh, the white hats, no matter what these people who knew will say the big picture narrative of what's going on, it all only all went in, in, into one di converging direction of this thing called the Great Awakening. They were talking really? about the Great Awakening from 1980s and, the, and that there was no way around it. So we're saying Daniel saw it. Uh, the timing factor is what we're all working on. But I will we'll say for right now. This has been viewed. The reason they have panicked and fast forward by, by they, the black hats, the evil ones, the globalist agenda, while they're now trying to fast forward agenda 2030 and other things is there is, uh, uh, which was a very devastating rollout of, again, what their agenda is all about, which is control, slavery and depopulation that. They have seen, they have seen what the good side is bringing. They've seen the arising of Trump, the phenomenon of Trump, and they know they're going against God. But like Satan does, even when he knows he's going against God, he he fights harder. He deludes himself, and he doesn't realize that in every attempt, in every at every stage that he thinks he delayed something, every stage that he thinks that he, you know, he, he really had a, 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 a little win on the way there. The big picture, one we can think of is the cross. Right. Know, the cross was his instrument of death. And it's like, yes, whatever they were doing, I stopped it. And then he found out it was the very catapult for what <laughs> is the message of salvation, the blood that was shed. He accomplished, you know, the, the, the laughter in heaven for the enemy falling to his very, very own devices. And it's that whole Haman being hung on Haman's own, own gallows. So where I'm taking us to encourage us, part of that's 
the whole point of me sharing this in detail, this narrative for for us today, is that we're looking at um, a reality that right after an election that I believe will be more and more proven easily to have been fraudulent. And again, we feel so, some can feel so powerless and we have this evil thing that controls everything. It's this Roman thing that's got a big mouth, pompous mouth that seems to control everything, but yet they don't understand that, um, you know, I didn't get to that last line, but I'll just say it here. All resistance, delay, fraud is futile, futile. God wins. You know, I think it was at the Star Trek um, in Star Trek that that was the comment that was said several th- resistance is futile. You will you will be assimilated. <laughs> that's the yeah. word to the enemy. Yeah. All resistance is futile. You will be assimilated. And <laughs> this good. is the narrative we're invited to be a part of. I, I'm often sharing the narrative. You're empowered by a narrative. You're disempowered by a narrative. No matter what happens from this little cheat thing they just did, from the loss of whatever, uh, you know, I, and I know there's patriots that are anywhere from discouraged to, I don't know how many were devastated, but discouraged in some way because of, oh my goodness, we can't win. We keep being, and this is, this is just going to go on. They're going to control us. They're going to, they're going to subjugate us. They're going to kill us with their viruses. They're going to kill us with all these other mm-hmm. things. They're going to put us in camps. They're going to, Guess what? There, you know, whatever short-term battles that they win, we are in process towards a huge win, and it's such a time as this. There is the Lord. A pattern of Scripture is He allows you to see the enemy right before you're going to defeat him. The children of Israel did not get to see the Jerichoans until they're surrounding Jericho. They did not get to see the Jehoshaphat. And and I'll be done with this. Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles 20, when they have they're surrounded by the enemy, and the enemy is coming to take them out, and they're going to eliminate and wipe them out. Yet the Lord lets them see see them, and that's when uh, deliverance comes. We're part of an orchestration from heaven. We're part of and by orchestration from heaven, it is rigged. And yes, there are at the personal level uh, choices you can make, and what side or what kind of judgment you receive or don't receive. This was something designed to encourage us for today. So good. Johnny, I have two questions I want to ask before we close. I've been holding them. Uh, so, because I keep, <laughs> I keep getting ahead of you. I don't mean to do that. Um, two quick things. It's just like one, a one minute response. What are your thoughts on that? When two, now that we know in retrospect, you've named your, yourself, you've got it, this prophet that I don't, you're not naming, Kat Kerr, Wade Taylor, uh, Arthur Burt, uh, these people all got to 2012 that the kingdom age began, and yet there were no charts leading to it. There were no major movements that says the kingdom. Uh, where were all the charts? Why did God pick a no-name date to do what he did? What, what's your thought? Well, it may not be a no-name date yet. It, we may find out. It, it's normally how it is with the Lord that he has a, a backstory, and you go, oh, my goodness, the brilliance of it. But 2012, it was for me, it was Rosh Hashanah when I got the, the yeah. reveal of it. We know, again, back to the Hosea 6-2, if you looked at that as, as the layout and you go two days, it's around 2,000 years, you know, from when the Holy Spirit was released. We see the Holy Spirit was going to be around 30, 
AD, um, depending on what dates are correct or when Jesus uh, was born. Was he born 4, 4 BC or 4 AD or whatever? And yeah. so the Holy Spirit breaks out. So it's around, and we, you know, when it says a day is as a thousand years, a thousand years as a day, just the, the way it's communicated doesn't lead you to believe that it's supposed to be exactly yeah. you know, 2,000 years to the day. It's like this approximation. That's, that's the whole well, point. Well, you know, the wording of course, we don't know if they use the same conjunctions and different things, but it didn't say a thousand years is a day and the day is, it says it's as a day. It's kind of like the, kind of around there almost. Okay. Here's my other question. I was thinking earlier, how in the world could God, we, we talked about earlier, how could he let all this child traffic? Then we talked about how God allowed, the. in this case, it was the Catholic Church, but it was the church in the earth of the day. And how in the world can he allow them to make illegal for 1,200 years? What was he thinking that he makes this illegal? But then I'm thinking, I'm going ahead. But God broke through in about 1904, 1906. God broke through. Uh, well, with Martin Luther, he 500 years ago. But isn't it true that the same thing could be said about how could God allow for so many hundreds of years the people, pastors, to tell to tell us instead of, instead of making the scriptures illegal, they acted like they were illegal because they said, "We will tell you what these passages mean." When it says be filled with the Spirit, we will tell you what it does not say. Isn't that exactly the same dynamic as them making the scriptures illegal? We'll tell you what's legal for you to believe and what's legal illegal. Even to this day, that's going on in some fundamentalist churches. What's your thoughts? Well, well, it is. And if you look at again, I call the Roman beast the image from Rome, the fourth image that Daniel saw, and that showed up as as the Roman Empire. Uh, approximately 146 before Christ, or maybe exactly 146. What I'm telling you is this beast has been there from before Christ for 2,000 plus years, and it's noted as being different than the others, and that it crushes all others, and that it has a pompous mouth. Mm. And so specifically, it has learned how to reinvent itself and to hide itself better, mm. and then to be part they've understood that you must take control of the messaging and that taking control of the messaging was, so they took the Bible and said, we believe in the Bible. Mm -hmm. We love the Bible. The Bible says, obey everything we tell you. And so it was, it was uh, um, just the most dastardly of things imaginable. And we could say, how did the Lord allow it? Well, he was sending the solution to it through the Holy Spirit. He told his disciples, wait for the Holy Spirit and he will give you power to be witnesses, but there will be power in, in carrying the spirit of truth properly. And so there has been, if I took a whole segment on how the Holy Spirit did survive when there was almost no evidence of it, yeah. but there, there were offshoot little um, uh, groups that, uh, you know, there's there are, there are books on it that would just kind of, that show the, the strain of the Holy Spirit. There were those who hung on to the Holy Spirit and the truth that comes in the Holy Spirit that were able to keep the flame. It's about keeping the kingdom flame alive, even while at on the on the mass level, the it wasn't there. It wasn't evidenced. It wasn't in in it wasn't in mainstream Catholicism. It wasn't in mainstream anything. It was it was backwards. And so 
there is the how did the Lord allow it? But one of the ways, another way to think of it is like when we don't honor truth, it's the same thing as how did God allow Adam and Eve to be kicked out of the garden? Well, yeah. they they made some choices, but in it, like I think what's satisfying for me, this the Daniel narrative is it's it's going just like he said, and he identified the stone coming in mm. and in the release of the kingdom. Jesus said, repent, the kingdom is here. He showcased it. He announced it. I'm going to build my church. So there's been a couple days of him building his church and expanding our narrative from just revival and souls being saved until it's kind of this Isaiah 61 narrative of generations being healed, restored, ruined cities being healed, restored, the generations that have been captive, um, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord's upon us. He's anointed us to release the captives. And so that has been suppressed. That kingdom narrative has been suppressed. And those like us who have been bringing it forth get attacked. There will be pages yeah. uh, against it. And so, but this is now going to, uh, it's going to explode with force upon the earth because this is what's guaranteed prophetically by God himself. This was God's prophecy. Love it, love it, love it, uh, Johnny. Uh, you, would you feel like just saying a prayer with the people as we close, and then we're gonna we'll jump out of here because then we've got another show at three, and you're gonna be back here, so we'll, we'll get out of here soon. So go for it. All right. Yes, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing on planet Earth. We thank you for our role and our part. We thank you. We're part of this kingdom. Mm. We thank you. We're part of your kingdom. Yeah. We consider it an honor to live in mm. such a time in such a. A dangerous time on the one hand, but a, such a guaranteed time of kingdom fulfillment, kingdom advancement, where your ways, where your truth, where your power, where your love, where your joy, where your provision are made known to mankind as never before. Ultimately, where we get to this Habakkuk 2.14, the whole earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. This is where it's going. This mountain fills the whole earth. Yes, fill certain churches it doesn't just fill israel doesn't just fill the united states churches israel and some it fills the whole earth the whole earth is filled with the knowledge of the glory of god this okay. is our operating narrative for the day what a privilege lord i ask that you would release encouragement to your sons mm. and daughters right now that the fire that's in them would be expanded mm. right now lord the strength in them the mm. courage the kingdom resolve would uh, be ignited right now as never yes, before, right. Lord. And we thank you for these very days, Lord. We ask you to protect everything to do with the the, the declaration, the statement that President Trump has to do. Yeah, you would lead him completely. That he would he would not back off an iota of what you are putting upon him yes, to Lord. announce, to declare, and that every force of darkness that would come against uh, that declaration, that it would be blocked that you would release angels and archangels mm. to do so now to stop any interference, knowing yes, that if Lord. they do succeed, it will just go worse for them anyway, because this is this progressive uh, advancement of your kingdom on planet Earth. We say yes to your kingdom advancing on planet Earth as never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. God bless you, Johnny. We're going to get out of here. Blessings to all. We'll see you at 3 o'clock Pacific time. Have a great day. See you soon. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. 
Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.